Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Live from downtown San Francisco, this is 95.7 The Game. Hi again, everybody. Brian with a Y, my producer. Our producer reminded me he was clapping like a seal. Like, Dan, get into it. <laughs> Got you, Brian. The clap is here to get you going today. From 12 to 4, sit down, get a cocktail, get about a cocktail, get something cold to drink. Do whatever it is you got to do. If you're driving around, don't get that cocktail. Shamari Block alongside Dan Avone. We're going to go sports, and we're going to go local sports. We're going to start with the San Francisco Giants. They're 1-0, Shamari, after a thrilling walk-off win over the Florida Marlins. But I'm sure, as sh- as only Shamari can do, you'll find some way to hate on this victory. And win- I, I'm not, I'm not hating. One. It's a victory. A win's a win. A win's a win. And a middle-of-the-pack team is a middle-of-the-pack team. I, I, I Okay, stop the, right the, there. The, stop the, right the, there. The middle of the pack team. Who is that? That that's what they looked like yesterday, Dan. Did you not watch? <laughs> Did, I mean, no. For six innings, Logan Webb. Logan Webb looked like a Cy Young candidate. He struck out three. And Tyler Rogers struck out two consecutive batters. They looked good. And then you know the rest of the game happened, and the fact that you have a walk off uh, walk off victory means nothing if you blew a lead. To get there, like it's the ninth inning, the game's supposed to be over, and you're you're sitting there tinkering with the pitching here with the with the with the relievers for no reason, and it comes back, it bites you, and if not for a, a, an outstanding play, an outstanding just you know a, a performance, man, that, you lose, you lose, or, or or you get what I'm saying? I just I don't know. Man. I don't get what you're saying. Listen, I don't know where to even begin with you on this one. But listen, I'll let listen, you I'm go glad ahead. they won. I'm glad they won. But, but let, let, let's just go backtrack. Let's backtrack a little bit, okay? You win 107 games. You, you, you're out in the first round of the playoffs. And it's not like you're out to the team that eventually won it all. The team that that uh, you, that sent you home was sent home in basically a sweep in the very next series, right? So when it matters, you weren't very good. You lose Buster Posey. You let Chris Bryant walk. You bring in Jack freaking Peterson to replace those two spectacular hitters. And entering this season, I'm like, well, this team is going to be that. It's not going to be as good. Is it going to stink? No, this is not going to be as good. Luckily, 12 teams get in. So now it's like the NBA. So you're deterring all lurking, of this from one game. No, no, no. <laughs> but all of this. And then you see what happened yesterday. And you're like, wow, you know what? They could have... Uh, they could have used some upgrades, if you will. They could have. They, they should have opened up that cash register and threw some paper around, man. Who? Let me ask you a question. Who won it for him? Huh? Who won it for him? Oh my God. Austin Slater. Slater. I'll tell oh, you. Yeah. Okay. Austin Slater Great. is Wait. exactly the. Wait. Sort I'm sorry, but dead, dead. How many? How many games do you think Austin Slater is, is going to win for you? <laughs> well, he's off to a good start. But the point being, that is exactly the formula from a year ago. And that is a guy who didn't even start the game, replaces Jock Peterson, your free agent. He comes up with a big knock. And Darren Ruff, who had a big game, comes rumbling around. Now listen, Shamari, are you going to beat everybody 9 nothing? It's the Marlins. You should win this thing 14-2. to It's the Marlins. It doesn't work that way. 
The Los Angeles Dodgers had to squeeze one out against the Colorado Rockies. Should we just call them pretenders this year after week one? Chris Bryant was at the plate, and he struck out against the Los Angeles Dodgers with runners, the tying runners on the bases. Should we call Chris Bryant after one game? Of bus- Shamari, we got to relax. I it's one win. I don't know. I and just... they, they came from behind. You got – Hey, there's 161 ga- – there's only 161 games left <laughs> – Okay. <laughs> There's only 161 more games remaining, and they, and they already almost blew it. And we will get this from Shamari on each and every single one of them. The euphoria hey. after win, maybe not even euphoria after win. He will go after you with the – he will decipher whether or not you played it within the prism of how Shamari Block sees the Giants should win and or lose games. No, 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 no. This is who they are. This is who they are. I'm just disappointed that this is who they are because they should have been better. Because you should have I, – I don't know. Like, until Marcus Simeon has a down year, I'm just – I'm not going to be over. I, I, all the other free agents aside, like just get, get, if they would – if he would have got Marcus Simeon, <laughs> I'd be happy. Also, this team would be a whole hell of a lot better. You know, that criticism is fair, and I think it's going to haunt them all year long. No, hey, they go out and win 107, which is possible. That's because not possible. Ma- hey, listen, <laughs> matchup, matchup. Apparently, matchup baseball works for 107 wins. Okay, and no, no, no. Honestly, if they win 95, if they win 95, I'm gonna be like, okay, well, all right. Hey, I'm, I'm gonna, I got nothing to say. But if they go out and they get 82, 84, 85, and they go and, and they, 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 they squeak into the playoffs, then you're gonna have to look at this offseason and be like, you blew it, you blew it, you had mo- because. Beyond just winning, there's such thing as momentum. And if you go, if you follow up 107 with 80 something, you lose that momentum, that organizational momentum, where we are a winning organization and we're a force to be reckoned with, and people want to come here and be a part of it. I would say that momentum is sort of what we saw yesterday. I I felt as though yesterday was just an extension of last year. I felt as though. We were still doing shows, and as though there was never an off season, it was like game one sixty three. What we witnessed yesterday, as the Giants they come from behind, uh, they pick up a win, and it was a game that, when you think about it, there was Tyro Estrada, right? He made that throwing error, couldn't complete the double play in the top of the ninth inning, and he kept the door open, and then. Chisholm hits the home run, and all of a sudden you're down by a digit. Then who comes back to the plate? The next, the bottom of the ninth inning, it's Estrada to atone for his mistake, ties things up with the home run. Mauricio Dubon has the the running mistake, and you're thinking, oh, no, this is over. And then this team just has – they have that comeback. They've got that mentality. It's the same squad from a year ago that they they just have a level of confidence that they'll come from behind and or beat anybody. Let's get into the conversation with Oakland. We're going to open up the the phone lines at 888-957-9570. Is this Ben hanging out? Ben's joining the – the conversation. Ben, what's up, my man? Uh, not much. I was just listening to you guys talk about the Giants game. Shamari, dude, it's <laughs> baseball. It doesn't matter if it's the Marlins or the Yankees or the 27 Yankees. It's one game. I can't stand it when people don't understand the sport of baseball. <laughs> ben, Ben, my man, I understand the sport of baseball. I'm not basing this off of one game. I'm basing this off of Ben. Wait, were you happy with the offseason? We still got Ben? Ah, uh, I think Shamari, you suck. Oh, man. No, I just I, – it was a disappointing offseason, and we hit the first game, and it's like, oh. Ugh. Hey, Ben. Ugh. Shamari's poking the bear a little bit, and you took the bait. Shamari is just, just – he knows baseball. He's just looking to rile people up for the next – for the next hour, so Wait, five you one kind oh. of fell hook, line, and sinker. But Wait, then it, he's got a point, though. It is one game, and to make any sort of connections between last year and this year, I'll, I'll, albeit you're going to do it all year long. But it's a bit of a reach, Shamari. But go ahead. Okay, Xfinity Mobile text line. It has to concern you about Doval. He ended struggling, started struggling. Hopefully, it doesn't affect his mental. I'm not worried about that kid, man. Okay, that kid has some things to figure out, and when he figures them out. Okay, you got Araldis Chapman, man. Okay, you got that yeah, level of just. I don't know. I'm hit sort it. of. I'm sort of there. I mean, that's so funny that you, you sort of, you're interesting that the things you should have a level of concern for because there are players on this team you sort of give a pass to. But Camilo Duvall, the sample size is still, it's still pretty small. We don't it know. Is? But he's sort of like Jonathan Kaminga esque. It's so raw. Mm-hmm. The talent is so remarkable that you're thinking, oh my goodness, the upside. But. 
the last two outings, you begin to wonder, okay, we just need to see more of what you did leading up to, you know, sort of how you finished things last year. We got to get back to that that dominant Camilo Duvall because as of late, you know, and there, this isn't just what he did yesterday when he was not effective, but also in spring training. You know, he was taking some heat for taking so long to come, not holding runners on, and his pace was something that, you know, giant, they always talk about winning the the – controlling the game, the, controlling the clock, which you never hear reference to baseball. And it's interesting that Gabe Kapler says that he wants his pitchers working in a rhythm, keeping the defense and everybody involved, and then he wants his hitters winning the clock, taking their time, going deep into counts. It's really important that you play within the structure, and Camilo Duvall has had a hard time doing that in spring training. He labored a bit, and listen, he struggled in, in game one. I'm I'm not there to anoint him as, as Mr. Araldus Chapman yet. We need to see a bigger body of work before he gets there. Well, of course, but that I, – when you got that kind of stuff, when you throw that kind of gas with that amount of velo, I, I, you, you kind of – you almost – it doesn't matter. Just throw strikes. Like, throw the ball. Say, here, hit it, okay? Brian Wilson yeah, did, he did not that. Have, He got tagged. He did. <laughs> Wait, Brian Wilson did not have anything near the stuff that Camilo Duvall has, but Brian Wilson was like, would be like, here, hit it. <laughs> I, I dare you to hit it. And, and then, you know, then he had the beard, and then he had the the, the the weightlifter's body too. But I'm just saying, though, like like that attitude. The thing that separates a closer from every other reliever is a mentality, and that mentality is is MC Hammer can't touch this, right? You know what yeah, I'm saying? It's yeah. that. And Camilo Duvall, I don't think that he. I think if there's anything going on, it's he's overthinking location and 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 pitch and whatnot. Just throw throw that 99-98, man. Like not down the middle of the plate, but put it in the strike zone. The movement on it is great. By the way, by the way, the best reliever last night, albeit he only faced two batters, that was that was Rogers, man. Okay, yeah, and, and go figure. And, and spring training, take him out. Yeah, Tyler Rogers was just so bad during spring training. I mean, the guy was getting lit up, and sure enough, you start things and play for real, and he couldn't be touched. I look, it's easy to second guess Gabe Kapler, but that's what they did a year ago. I'm going to defer to a guy who knows his. If we're going to sit here and second guess Gabe Kapler, listen, it's it's sports talk radio. It's what we do. But Gabe Kapler, that is the job. he knows his team and he knows his pitchers a hell of a lot better than you and I do. And this is what he did a year ago and recognizing the matchups. They live in those sabermetrics and knowing who Tyler Rogers is going to be effective against, who Jake McGee is going to be effective against, pitch counts when it comes to Logan Webb. And all of us sort of sit back on a couch with a cocktail in our hand saying, what the hell are you doing? Why didn't you keep him in the game? There's sort of a hierarchy to all of that sort of thinking. That's all I'm going to say. But that being said, See, I'll thing, leave it up to you. The thing with sabermetrics, though, you got you got to feel me on this, Dan. The thing with sabermetrics is, is that at some point, you got to look at the numbers and you got to look at the logic and all that stuff and then be like, well, but this is working, right? You know, that there has to be a little, it can't just be spreadsheets and whatever, man. You need the gut. And that's the thing that Kapler did early in the season, especially early last season, where he would leave the starters in for a little bit longer. He didn't do as many pitching changes as often. And if somebody was dealing, he's like, hey, go, go back out there and, you know, like, like Boach would do it, do it. Um, or you just go out to the mound. It's not even a piece of paper, and you look in a guy's eyes. Or you have exactly, a conversation. Right? Yeah. And you're like, all right, man, you got some bulldog on you. Let's go. So, yeah, I'm with you there that there's got to be that level of balance. What you have? Well, I'm just saying, I, I, you know, I, I listened to the last three innings on the radio, so I didn't, I didn't get to see what Rodgers looked like. But, but um, I didn't get to see the look in his eye, though. But I, just, I would like to think that, you know, he um, – I'd like to think that, you know, if he went out there and looked at this kid, he's like, he's dealing. He's, he's faced two. He struck out two. He struck out two. And just let him go out there and let him come back out. Yeah, I think a, a lot something. of it, they play matchups in the lefty-righty. I mean, that's just the way they do it. And they've been successful. It didn't work last night because, you know, you got Dominic Leone who got lit up. And then Camilo Duvall. You would have loved to see Camilo Duvall just come in with lightning stuff in game one and just mow him down with some heat and striking out people. But that's not the way they – it's not what happened. But what did happen is that they took a lead, and I think the storyline is that the San Francisco Giants have that medal like that of a year ago that, hey, listen, man, 
we're coming back. I don't care if it's the Marlins or the Dodgers. This is the way we play baseball. Nobody's better than us, and we're in just about every single baseball game because of that mentality that translates to the field. One thing I wanted to touch on is Brandon Belt, man. That entrance by Brandon Belt, I'm not sure where you are with Brandon Belt. We'll find out in a matter of seconds. I, you know, when it comes to the pomp and circumstance of opening day, I've pretty much seen it all. Paratroopers, I mean, you know, somebody singing a national anthem. And wait, 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 it what, out. What, what about Mad Bum riding on a horse? That was about all time. Yeah, right? And this yeah. was right up there with that, man. But, but this is a dude who's still, you know, he's still in the starting lineup. I mean, he's still playing. It's not like he retired. It's not like Buster Posey and you come out on that boat. That was funny. And I, I you know, I don't usually laugh at cheesy things. And that, <laughs> that was funny. But he put himself in sort of, I mean, they had to go to him and say, do you want to do this? And once he agreed to it, he had to know that if I take the collar and go 0 for 5, <laughs> you know, and we lose, I'm going to look like an idiot. So there was a level of, again, that sense of confidence with him and the rest of the team. But that aside, I, I felt that right from the jump, man. They did that well. I'm talking about opening day and especially that gimmick with Brandon Belt. Well, Kudos. Well, but see, that's just the, that's the Giants, man. They, they market their team yeah, well. You've seen the Brandons in commercials. Like, you see the commercials. You see the billboards. He, he's been around for a decade, right? So even though... Even though Brandon Belt can be divisive and there's a whole bunch of not Brandon Belt people, um, a lot of them, a lot, a lot of them, there's also the people that wore the baby giraffe hats. And the thing that the Giants do well that the other baseball team in the Bay Area does not is, well, they, they, they do many, many things better than their baseball team. But one of the things, one of the many, many things they do better than the other baseball team in the Bay Area it's just that thing. Hey, let's let's let, let's let's uh play on the captain thing from last year from Brandon Belt, right? We're gonna he's he's the captain, right? Um, and I don't know what was going on at the Coliseum yesterday or wherever the A's were it's playing. In Philadelphia. It doesn't matter, man. Where wherever the A's, whatever the A's bring it back to the Coliseum, there there's not gonna be that that segment of showmanship for you know the Elvis Andruses of the world that they still have on their roster, right? So it, there there's an element of a. Even if they had Matt Chapman, right? Like they, they, they wouldn't have figured out. Oh, hey, we should probably do something. We we have two mats. Let's let's do a mat thing like the Brandons, right? Like they just the the the, the, the Giants do a better job. And you know the there's got to the be stuff. money's always a bottom line. So maybe it was a merchandise play because immediately I saw of it is. right after that they were selling like captain hats. By the way, don't forget to purchase your captain hat. And that's my point though is that the Giants do that in the A's, and meanwhile. You got Fisher and Cavill sitting over there complaining, oh, we don't have any money. We have to let our people go. Please, please build us a, college, a, a, a ballpark in downtown Oakland and take the money out of the schools. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, well, look, I, I gotta, look, look across the bay. I've got a neighbor, and I'll look at across the fence when he's doing yard work. He swears, and he knows this, and I had to leave his name out of it because he knows <laughs> this intimately. No way in H-E double hockey sticks is that Howard Terminal ever going to work for multiple reasons, including, he said, the railroad and the shipping lines. Like, there is going to be so many lawsuits. That thing is never going to get off the ground. It's either they're in Vegas or I think you might be on board. He said the only reasonable person in all of this is Dave Stewart in that group that wants to build or rebuild at the same location. He said that's the only thing that makes sense in Oakland. Wait, besides the fact that, besides the fact that, uh, you know, that, that you have all this, uh, like the Coliseum has over a half a century's worth of experience of getting people in and out of the area. You got the BART rolling through there. You got the freeway. And if you live in Oakland, Airport. you're from Oakland. If you're from Oakland, then you know that you go hit San Leandro, San Leandro Boulevard and you go the other way, you hit the side. Like there are a million ways to get in and out of there, including BART. You have the site there, the 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 Oracle Arena or the Oakland Arena now, right? Like that doesn't even have, you can get rid of that, and you get all the stuff that they want to build or they, they you know that they think should exist around that downtown ballpark. There is real estate, there is space yeah. to build around the Coliseum. Said if you want to do that housing project, you could do that at the Coliseum. There's there's enough real estate to your point, Brian. I know we're a little late on you, but what did you want, uh, Brian, my man with a Y, wanted to get in on something? What's up, Brian? Yeah, I was just going to say, in terms of Brandon Belt, is he the most polarizing Bay Area sports figure ever? 
or can you find someone else? Well, oh I would say Barry Bonds. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's, yeah. I, why I mean, is not he even the most giant. Though, yeah. but why? Why? I well, don't see, I, no, you're right, but I'm I'm trying to understand what is it on the negative ledger that he has done so poorly. What is it that he's not granted? Maybe he didn't live up to the expectations, but he's a good and always has been a better than average first baseman. Always a a very good Golden Glove esque defensive player. And he's he hits you know he hits for average. What is it that where's all the hatred come from when it comes to this guy? I don't think it's hatred. It's just people want better, right? And then you got people that are like Brandon Belt's fine. He's fine, and he is fine. He is fine. I'm I'm on the let's not let's not really get into uh let let's not really get into the whole right Brandon Belt is whether he's a good or I I just I just um Brandon Belt. A corner, a corner infielder, right? Oh, that's before we to be lose that thought, maybe we can go with Brian's. Maybe see Brian's very—he's a step ahead of everybody. Maybe that was his subliminal way of saying, "Hey, damn, why don't you throw it out there?" And maybe people will feed back triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Who is the most polarizing player in the Bay Area? I mean, obviously, if he's not still in the Bay Area, but he wears number ten, he plays for the for the for the Niners, obviously, right? Oh, like that's more okay. that's way more polarizing. <laughs> I well, I wasn't going to bring up his name. That's why I still didn't bring up his name. But I'm saying Brandon Belt has this long history of uh, of of not living up to the expectations of what a first baseman, big power hitter, 30, 40 home run guy, and because he's not that, then people feel like, oh, well, but whatever, he, he's a, like you mentioned, Golden Glover, so he's a defense, but defensive first baseman, that's like, uh, okay, well, <laughs> you stand there and you catch balls, right? People, people don't, don't realize how difficult that is to do at a high level. People don't appreciate the fact that that he walks and he hits for average and, and all those Great sort of eye. things, right? And, eye, yeah. and And, I mean... I'll tell you this much. First things first. If Brandon Belt played his entire career in Yankee Stadium or one of those joints like that, he would be a 30 home run dude. He would have been. He was almost a 30 home run dude last season. 29 last year. He's never had 30 in a season, which was sort of heartbreaking that he was on the cusp of finally getting over that hump and getting his 30th home run and joining the 30 club. But he goes down with yet another injury. Listen, You know what I think part of it is? He came up right after. You have to remember, he came up right after Buster Posey. Mm-hmm. So the bar was so high that we heard about Buster Posey as this rookie out of Florida that could take over the Giants. He could be this hit the ground running and change things. And, of course, I mean, it was epic. You could. It was the perfect storm. 2010, they win the World Series. Buster Posey, this most ballyhooed rookie, comes in, and he basically is that guy. And that essentially, that's that was the barometer at the time. And so right after that, oh no, we got another one. And this dude's a six foot five inch right. first baseman yeah. named Brandon Belt. We got another Buster Posey. Roll him out. Here he comes. This ain't Buster Posey. Well, give him a year. Still not Buster Posey. Three years later. Well, I've waited three, four years for this guy to put up these ridiculous numbers. Buster Posey, I think was sort of the beginning of the end in terms of raising and those lofty expectations we've had for Brandon Belt. When you think about it and just sort of break it down, pull back the layers, the guy's been pretty good. Not he to has. mention, yeah. he has been, I'd say, pretty good to know. That's a backhanded compliment. I think he's been exceptional. And not okay, to mention. I'm not going to go that far, but please continue. Not to mention, well, this is why I think it's exceptional, is what he does in that clubhouse. And this captain thing now is just coming to light, and it's getting sort of, you know, public feedback and we're having fun with it on opening day, but he's always been that dude in the clubhouse. He's always been a glue guy. People will attest to the fact that he's the funniest guy on that baseball team. And we always talk about when it comes to the Giants, that that clubhouse and the way they get that thing straight translates to the field in wins and losses. The fact that those dudes are void as Mark Mauricio Dubon said last year, there are no a-holes on this team in the clubhouse. And and also, they're guys you want to root for. You wanted to root for Posey. You wanted to, everybody loves Crawford, right? Oh, Crawford, the hair, the hair products, right? They, they, he, he's part of that. But I feel like if you look at the history of the Giants, right, over the past decade, past 12 years, starting with the World Series in 2010, the thing that the Giants have always lacked is power, right? Now, your outfield was your outfield, and you really didn't, you know, whatever. 
But the corner infielders, third base, which the Panda held down for most of that time, right? And and the first base, those were that you were always disappointed. But for some reason, the Panda was a Panda, and he he did hit the three home runs in a World Series game. And Brandon Belt didn't exactly have any of those moments. I, I feel what he's lack what he's lacking. In the eyes, well, not in the eyes, in comparison to Posey, in comparison to Sandoval, even in comparison to Crawford, is that moment where it's like, oh, snap. He came through big in a clutch situation or did something. Playoffs he has it against the Nats but he's, but he's when been, he wanted. Okay, okay, yeah, that's true. But 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 he's been steady. He has been steady. And and first base just isn't a position that, that people want to accept steady out of. But I, I, I'll take it. I'm, I've been happy with him as a giant. If they would have let him go this season, I would have been even more mad than I won't. Let me rephrase. I would have been almost as mad if they would have let uh, Brandon Beltwalk than I am about not signing Simeon. I'm never getting over it. I'm never getting over it, Dad. It's never going away. You know, again, what I think about what happened and transpired in, in game one for the Giants in the 2022 season, it, again, just looked as though it was an extension of what we saw a year ago. And just to, to take that a step further, not only was it a platoon guy, Austin Slater, that didn't start the game that comes in and wins it, and Darren Ruff, of all people, scores the winning run, but – Three more home runs. Joey Bart goes deep. How many times did I tell you this Joey Bart dude to keep an eye on him? (laughs) Joey Bart goes deep. Brandon Belt goes deep. Tyro Estrada goes deep. So it's very similar to a year ago where this team, which led the National League in home runs, once again. Second in ERA. Yeah. Logan Webb does the job, and then it's the long ball that gets you. I want to talk. We got to get to a break. I want to discuss this. We always have that moniker, or when we think about you know baseball here in San Francisco, that it's a pitcher's park. I, I, I see more home runs going out of this place, and keep in mind the home team again led the National League in home runs. Should we rethink that and relabel this thing? Maybe, I know you're talking about Yankee Stadium and, and the number of home runs that Brandon would, Belt would have if he played there, but I'm beginning to think that this is a bit of a bandbox, and it's somewhat of a home run friendly place. Agree or disagree? Ninety five seven. The game. We continue. Shamari Block and Danavone after this. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Bell drives one to right. Deep out of here. The captain with his first home run of the year. Who needs spring training? Clearly, the captain does not. Danavone and Shamari block game two of 162. Carlos Rodon gets the ball today. A lot expected out of this guy. Unlike what we saw yesterday with Logan Webb and his control and spotting the ball and, of course, his location. He's got that slider, works the plate. This guy is just old country hardball, man. I'm just going to, like... You know, I'm going to rear back, and I'm going to budge it. He comes in in the high 90s, hard stuff. It's all up. I mean, this is this is sort of what you think about as a traditional number one, right? This is a guy that just goes right after you. This is Roger Clemens-esque, the way we're doing. He's unlike, I think, anybody else in that rotation. 
He's not like that of Wood. He's not a DeScalfani. He's not even a Gosman who had, of course, you know, Gosman had that split. This dude is just, again, he's good old-fashioned, hardball, I'm I'm going right at you. It's gonna be fun to watch him. But, today. See, but see, that's a funny thing, is that's not old fashioned, man. You, you had Clemens back in the day, but I feel like the the, the before pre two thousand. Yeah, you're right. Everybody throws that way these days. Yeah, it's like no, that's what you want. We just want hard throw, throw hard, throw the strike zone, and we'll live with the consequences, man. Like you'll you'll never have a. Uh, you know, like remember Kirk Reader? <laughs> you know, like I throw eighty, I throw eighty six, but I'm gonna work the edges. Uh, you know, like you, you're not gonna have those guys anymore, and this is what it's going to. And the Giants have adjusted. You, you mentioned the the home runs and the the text line here. Uh, disagree. It's hard to hit home runs. The Giants just finally adjusted their approach, and they 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 got with the times. That's one thing Farhan did. Did is like launch angle and. No, there's a lot of pitches truth to you that. can hit, man. You know, and 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 getting guys to throw 98, 99, and all that kind of stuff, and loading up on them, and and, and also, also there's an element of of interchangeability. Of it's like it doesn't matter who's coming in there. It's like it, 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 if you're an opposing hitter and you're facing the Giants lineup, except for Rogers, and to a lesser degree McGee, right? It's like who's coming in? It's like a flamethrower. You know, like that's a scout report. It's like they got a guy that throws weird underneath and then everybody else is throwing in the mid to high 90s. So that's that's what I wanted to sort of get into. It, is it, you know, the dimensions of the ballpark hasn't changed. So how do you explain all the home runs by the Giants over the last couple of years? And I think that's exactly where I wanted to go with this, that it, you know, Triples Alley is still Triples Alley. It's still, what, you know, 15 feet over sea level, so it's not Colorado. This thing has not changed, right? They don't have, like, the air conditioning blowing out. It's not the old Astrodome. But, but what they do have, I think, to your point, is that there's a new way and there's a new sheriff in town in terms of your approach, i.e. Brandon Crawford. Look at Evan Longoria. Look at these guys, Buster Posey. These guys who bought into a new approach and almost right from from day one where you saw Brandon Crawford suddenly had a different stance. He's opening things up. He has more of that buggy whip of a swing and that launch angle. And the same with Posey and Evan Longoria attributing it to video and coaching. You don't hear that very often in Major League Baseball. And I think that it's going to be a destination spot. And I'm talking about San Francisco when you're getting You know, you're talking about those veterans that get on the wrong side of 30 or 32 years of age but still have some gas left in the tank, revitalizing their career in San Francisco because Brandon Crawford is is the poster child of a guy that suddenly now recognizes to do it a different way and attributes that to the way he's being taught over the last couple of years. So what you're saying is, is that this ballpark can be attractive to free agent hitters? I'm telling you that Aaron Judge, who just said yesterday, I believe, or the day before, that I'm, I'm going to entertain free agency. I'm not talking to the New York Yankees during the regular season. Could come back to California. How's that? Mm, I mean, I, I take that. I take that. It's, it's still, it's but of still course not, the Giants it's still won't not pay. Exactly. No, no, no. They're going to come in and be like, Aaron Judge, wait, uh, 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 four years, 20 million. <laughs> come on. Ha, 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 ha. We got a deal. Like that, every time I hear about Farhan and company in quote unquote on a dude, like I just feel, I just feel like they're not making real offers. I don't, I, 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 they can't possibly be because somebody, if they were making realistic, real competitive offers, someone would have bit on it by now. And no, no one's bit. Do you, what about this? And I'm just fishing here. Maybe it's not Farhan. Maybe Farhan is given essentially a template or an edict that, this is how much you have to spend. So you're telling me that an ownership group that spent the last 30 years having one of the highest payrolls in baseball suddenly just got cheap? Well, suddenly, I'm just saying that maybe we're pointing the finger at the wrong person. That maybe, you know, maybe they're saying, listen, it's not that they got cheap, but if you're an owner, right, and you just won 107 games, I'm not saying that there's any credence to this. I'm just saying if they want, maybe there's some plausibility here. If you just won 107 games, you know what? Yeah, I'm not going to give you. Maybe we don't need to spend all that money. You, what's your name? Farhan? You know, you little nerd? Come over here. Go win us 107 games. And Farhan says, well, okay, well, I want Marcus Simeon. Let's go get Chris Bryant. Let's go get some guys because you have the money. No, no, 
no, no. We didn't have those guys last year. Go spin your little magic, and you and that guy with you know less than 3% body fat in the dugout there has now got a hand tattoo, Gabe Kapler. Go spin your magic. I don't need to spend money on you guys. Ugh, I, I doubt that, though, because I, I feel like Bryce Harper. Remember Bryce Harper? I feel like Farhan didn't want Bryce Harper, but Sabian or somebody above him said, no, we're the Giants. We get. I think Farhan likes tinkering. You might I, feel be right. like, I feel like he likes tinkering, and no, if he, he gets like people tinkering. in, then then he can't tinker. If, if if the lineup's set, then he doesn't have you know like PC. That's he doesn't have to move pieces around the chessboard. So he, he gets people in because he he likes it, and, and that way he gets to be the hero, right? Like if you if you put together a roster and you win a bunch of games with a bunch of platoons and 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 you know matchups or whatever, then he gets all the credit. And I'm not. I'm not saying he's a glory hog. I'm not saying that. I know I'm implying that. I know I'm implying that. I'm not saying that. But I am saying, I am saying that maybe, maybe the the style that he uses feeds his ego somehow and he, he like gets off on it. Well, rightfully so, because it's been successful. And not only in San Francisco, but going back to Los Angeles with Max Muncie. Chris Taylor. I mean, this is what he does. He finds guys and he builds winners. Yeah, but, so, I, I, but there's not a Muncie or a Taylor on this team. What's Tyro Estrada potentially? He's still a platoon guy. Yeah, but he, if he's that, what but was, no, M- Muncie and Chris Taylor are not platoon hitters. What man. Is, what they was, can hit lefties and righties. Yeah, but what's Lamont? I, I'm talking about finding guys that everybody else gave up on. Forget about lefty righty for a minute. What was Lamont and Wade? Dan, have you seen the movie Platoon? I have. Everybody dies, okay? <laughs> Everybody <laughs> dies. Platoon is not the way to go. It's going to work wonderful for 162 games. And when you get to that 163rd, good night. Good night. And I, I'm, I'm not – listen, if he can find everyday dudes that can hit both hit, uh, hit lefties, hit righties, and hit the ball out of the park and get them on the cheap, that's great. Right now, you, you got like 17 platoon hitters – and Brandon Crawford, and well, not even Evan Langoria. That he wants to go get the guys that you just mentioned, but he does not want to be on the hook for someone like that at Chris Bryant at seven years and $182 million. I'll do the, it for the, four. Then the Dodgers. I'll do it for five, but seven, 182. After I just got Melanson off the books, after I just got Smarja and Johnny Cueto off the books, I'm now going to tie myself to this guy for the next decade nearly at well, the age of 32? Well, don't sign any Samarjas. You're the smart, smarty pants that can look into the dude and well, be like, yeah. Well, that's easy to say now. and that's Well, he's he didn't. He didn't sign Chris Bryant. So. Yeah, no, but I'm going to say this, man. I, I, Quato, surprised, Quato falling off surprised me. He got injured. When they gave Samarja all that money, I'm like, man, they gave Samarja all that money? Because, you know, I, I just saw him with the A's a year before, a year and a half before. I'm like, that's not a guy that you signed to, to do anything except for be a middle-of-the-rotation dude, and that's what he was. But don't don't sign freaking the Samarjas of the world. You, you find the guys that, are, that want the money, that are, you're going to have to overpay for. Overpay the right people is what I'm trying to say, right? It's Don't not overpay over, the wrong it's guys. It's not overpaying. It's the years, I think. Again, well, if you want to build. That's where the overpayment comes in. Yeah, because you're gonna. Yeah, he's going to be 39. He's going to be Albert Pujols <laughs> on, the, on the Angels. And that's fine as long as you get three or four years of, you know, uh, 33-year-old Albert Pujols, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, like spend it. Yeah, well. And spend it well. And that, that's where the nerdy, I'm super smart, and I know how to make the right moves comes in. Make the right moves with the big contracts. I, again, I believe Farhan. Maybe I'm a bit naive when he said we were in on these guys. We had offers. It's just I, I'm not going to 7-182 when it comes to someone like that at Chris Bryant. I, I take him at his word. That's what it costs. But that's what it costs. It that's costs what it costs to get this guy. Colorado. Mm-hmm. Believe me, there were other teams that were interested, including the Dodgers. That's the only team that was biting on Boris's offer, right? It's not like that's that's the market price. No, that was a price for one team, and that's Colorado. And if someone can explain to me what the hell it is that they're thinking by signing Chris Bryant and letting Arnado walk, who is a free agent, <laughs> I mean, someone, hey, someone hey, needs hey. to call me right now. So it's not as though everybody was knocking down his door and the, the Giants suddenly said, no, you know, we're going in a different direction despite the conventional wisdom is that that is the proper asking value for one Chris Bryant. Listen, the Dodgers gave Freddie Freeman six years, $162 million. 
He's 32 years old. He's going to be 38 when he gets to the end of that contract and probably almost 39. So, again, that's the only the time they've done that. That is one of the few times they've done a free agent. So, that free agent signing, that you're right. That's a bit out of the realm of what it is that Farhan did for the Los Angeles Dodgers in putting the foundation together for that championship run. That is a bit of an anomaly when you're talking about what they did with Freddie Freeman. We'll see how it plays out. And also, I think it was on the back end of the guys that they lost. Remember? They lost Seager, and they lost Kenley Jansen. And there was a sense that we need to go get somebody and do it via free agency. So, they, you know, they weren't in on Seager for 10 years at, what was he, 10 years at 100 and. Oh, that was mil? ridiculous. So I mean, it was ridiculous. I don't know that much. I, 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 Seager. But see, the other thing is, is that, is that they had the depth in their farm system to do that. Also, you can let yeah. Court Seager go. I don't, I don't know who they, who they have in their farm system behind him, but it's, pro- it's probably a top twelve prospect, right? Um, but you do both. That's my only thing. Is that. You, you build the farm. Everybody's like, oh, build the farm system and then find bargain basement dudes. And I'm like, no, there's a third part of this that the Dodgers do, that the Dodgers are doing, that the Giants aren't. And they're not exactly the A's. They didn't just trade everybody of any value for, for a bag of hot Cheetos. But huh, I, no, I want to see Don't the, ever mention the They're not unloading talent. No, I know what I'm saying. They're not the A's, but I want to see them be more like the Dodgers, man. Yeah, you won 107. You won on 107. That's the thing. Let's let's say last season was 82. Wait, can season. I give you Seager's numbers? Okay, let's let's go for 10 it. Ten years, 325 mil. Okay, but he's like a 28 year old, 29 yeah, he's year old. Young. He's a young guy. Yeah, he'll be 38 too, man. So you can th- listen. You. you you want to do it, you got to sign him till he's 38, okay? But my <laughs> point is the Dodgers didn't do that. For the Dodgers, that was too rich for their blood. But then like, they, that doesn't but make they, sense. But they signed Freddie Freeman until yeah, exactly. he was 38. So they, they after losing Seager, I think that's what sort of propelled them into doing something that's a little bit atypical for them. But Farhan has signed no one until they're 38. He's like, oh, hey, let, let's get to... Uh, Let's get a righty to hit lefties, a lefty to hit righties, and we'll sit here, we'll mix and match, and we'll we'll taxi people back and forth between uh, the Sacramento River Cats and the Giants, and and we'll make it all work. Have and you it, been out there to Sacramento to see that team? Listen, when, when they built, when the River Cats first uh, opened up, when they first uh, became a team, I lived in Sacramento when they first built that stadium and stadium, and I went to a few games in. But that was that was a long. The river is that, that the Ameri- lo- you know I don't leave San Francisco. Is that the American River? You go down yes. that inner tube, it, get it's a twelve pack. It's a nice ballpark. Yeah. You know, it's a nice ballpark. It's it's obviously it's smaller because it's it's AAA, but it's nice. It, it is literally right on the river. Like oh, really? when you come into Sacramento and you come across a little bridge river thing, it's right there. You can see it. it it's got a little bit of a breeze. I mean, this is Sacramento, so it's, you know, it's hot. Brian, when you hot. get a chance, give me some Bruce Springsteen and River if you get an opportunity. Let's take a call. 888-957-9570. George is standing by. George wants to join the conversation. What's up, George? Happy Saturday. Oh, George just went dial tone on us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was taking a sample. Like, okay, I just George, saw that. Say some stuff. Hey, you wait, just wait. went straight Gatorade. Wait, hold on. George, Five call back. We, uh, we want to hear from you. I think that might have been a technical error on our end. George, Xfinity Mobile text line. Sorry, I have a few people that say I'm slandering the A's. Let me just tell you this, A's Why do you fans, pay attention to this, this text line? Because it's the job, oh, I get it. It's the job. Xfinity Is Mobile it? text line, Dan, it's the job. No, no so, but your day is all predicated on what these people say about you. It literally isn't. No, no, no. So I do, I do want to clarify this, though. Man, I do want to clarify this. I would never, ever, like, say anything about A's fans. It's John Fisher. It's Dave Cavill. And the way they run that organization and, and the complaining and the cheapness, like, that I have a beef with. But, but A's fans, it's Bay Love, man. I've been to – I go to the Battle of Bay every year. I go to the one in the city. And I go see him at the Coliseum. And I sit with my A's fans. And as a matter of fact, last year, an A's fan that, it like, uh, it had a had – a, a, <laughs> a uh, uh, water bottle, like a Alhambra water bottle with a little uh, reposado in it. Like he was like, you want to hit the reposado? I'm like, hell yeah, I want to hit the reposado. Yeah, and then you got a social d- disease a week later. So how do you <laughs> feel about that? Let's get to George once again, hanging out in the jungle. George wants to join the program. What's up, George? 
see, now I understand why you're hating on Farhan. He came north from L.A. where it was their culture to build, and he played billy ball up here with a little bit of money, and he's showing Billy how to win 107 games. Let go of that hate, brother. <laughs> Live in the love. Live in the love. Don't worry about what the boys down south are doing. They're going to win. They're going to they're gonna spend massive amounts of money, and they're going to win, and they're going to watch the Giants stay in pace with them. That's what we love. We love to see our boys scrap. So let go of what they're doing down south and know we're going to build a winner here. George, I hope so. I hope so. Especially after what we saw yesterday. I mean, it was Austin Slater. Again, Austin Slater, a dude who did not start the game. By the way, I love the streak is still intact because Jock Peterson got the start in left field. You know where I'm going with this, right? I don't. That means 16 consecutive different left fielders on opening day for the San Francisco Giants since Bonds. Barry Bonds. Yeah. I mean, it's Brian, you feeling like, is that a streak? Can you name all 16, Dan? No. (laughs) I can get it going, but you got him in front of you. Go ahead. Oh, no, I don't got him in front of me. Wait, wait, let's see. Okay, so I know now starting. Oh, opening uh, okay. day. Michael Morse was in the mix there, right? Michael Morse had to been in the mix. I know that Hunter Pence was in the mix there because he was he played left. Um, obviously Bonds. Oh, Who would have been right after Bonds? Right? Was um, let's see here. I, obviously last season. Oh God, who's who's the starting? Was it who's the started? Who started started last season? They played so many people there. Was it? I believe it was Connor Joe. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh my! Poor, wait, poor. Wait, R.I.P. Connor Joe. Wait, something, something serious happened to Connor Joe. He didn't pass away. By the way, R.I.P. Dwayne Haskins. Oh wow, well, that's right. You heard about that, right? That was oh my tragic god! This yeah, morning. man. The young that player was from Ohio State struck by a vehicle out in Florida where he was training with other Pittsburgh Steelers and died. So Dwayne Haskins. Member of the Pittsburgh Steelers, of course, formerly a high draft pick. A lot of expectations with this kid coming out of Ohio State going to, you know, the football team in Washington. Now, now but- I will say Connor Joe wouldn't have been last season. You've been two seasons ago. I do remember that. I remember there was a meme that said you can't spell Ofer without Connor Joe or something like that. And I was like, that's hilarious, but also not nice. I'm trying to find – Brian, will you look that up when you get an opportunity? and find out who those 16 starting left fielders are for the San Francisco Giants. But the tradition continues. I'm thinking now that it's got to be a thing. Until we get another that's Barry not, Bonds. That's not a streak that you want. Like, that's literally not? not a streak. you Because, oh, we, we haven't been able to figure out left field for almost two decades. That's not a great streak. That's a, that's, that's literally like we suck. Even if you that, have. That is a we you suck find your streak. starting left fielder. Just have them, I don't know, DH for it at bat and then put somebody else in left field. Now, one of my favorite things, though, is that. that I'm being um, ridiculous, obviously. One of my favorite things is the Giants won three World Champ- World Series and they had a different center fielder every time. Like, everybody thinks Angel Pagan. And Angel Pagan was dope. Don't get it twisted. But the first one they won was. Oh, my God. I just had his name. I just had his name. The first one, the first center fielder was. Uh, Second one was was uh, was Pagan. Third time it was Gregor Blanco, man. Right, so like they won three different World Series with three different three different center fielders. They basically had three different aces. It was Lincecum the first time, then it was Madison Bumgarner the the third time, and the second time it was a it was a mixed match of everybody. Even Matt Cain was still still pitched a couple of good games in there. Um, yeah, no, the the, the core. The guys, those three World Series were, were, were Buster Posey, it was the Panda, it was the Brandons, right? And everybody else, you know, you had a little bit of Aubrey Huff in the mix. <laughs> you had a little bit of uh, Hunter Pence in the mix, right? The only guys that were there for all of them were Buster Posey, Panda, and the – wait, no, no, the Brandons were only there for, for two, right? The Brandons weren't there in the first one. Yeah, let me give you some of the left fielders. Dave Roberts – Oh yes, my God. that Dave Roberts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fred Lewis. Remember Fred Lewis? Mark DeRosa, now with the Mark MLB DeRosa. Network. Mark DeRosa, yeah. Pat Burrell. Remember Pat, Pat Burrell? Burrell that's, former what, that's exactly what I was yes. trying to Pat the bat. I was, no, I said Morris. I was trying to think of Pat Burrell. Good friends with Aubrey Huff and those Andres boys. Andres Torres. Thank you, 510. Aubrey Huff, Andres Torres, Mike Morris. I know you were thinking of him. I said Morris, How about yeah. Nori Aoki getting a start in left field? Angel Bagan. Angel. Jared Parker. Hunter <laughs> Pence. No, no Gary Connor Brown. Joe. 
Alex Dickerson, Austin Slater, and Jock Peterson. And Jock Peterson. Oh, man. So, there you go. But it doesn't matter, man. I know you're all caught up on let's just get – because this is – what happens in baseball, think about if it's any other team and you lose your starting third baseman, Evan Longoria, and you lose Lamont Wade. You're La thinking, Stella. oh, man, what do we You lose Lestella, your starting second baseman. You're like, oh, man, our season's pretty much done before we even start. But for the Giants, okay, we would love to have Longoria. We would love to have Lestella. But you know what? Everybody on our roster plays. But see, that's, that's the thing is that it, it, it's great, the depth that they have. But when you can lose a starter, when you can lose a starter and not miss a beat, that means you should have better starters. Well, I think Evan Longoria, people would argue with you that that platoon with Longoria was as good as any third baseman in terms of numbers last year in the National League. Same with Brandon Belt. You know, Belt did the The 29 home runs, 48 home runs from that first base position, including the platoon. Wasn't the same with Lamont Wade and, 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 and Wilmer Flores and Darren Rupp. And like, like, I get it. I get do it. you get it? I do. do. But I don't I just, think you do. I'd like to have a guy. I don't think you do. <laughs> I'd like to have like three dudes. <laughs> I'd like to have three dudes that are like, oh, I'm big and bad. It's like, oh, there's a lefty start. They're like, oh, <laughs> you know, like I want three and just three legitimate star caliber players. Let's say. Especially since you lost one of the biggest stars in the history of your team, Buster Posey. <laughs> you, you need somebody, man. We need, we need someone to to get into man i mean just think about it if you lose frontline players there's not as many teams like that of the giants that can just say literally it's your opportunity next man up and not miss a beat because this is the way we play baseball oh wait wait wait! you know what the, the 510 is also brief they also won with three different closers because the first one was wilson then you had a uh, sergio romo and then you had a uh, was it Mota or was it uh, who was the closer of the finals? Guillermo, Guillermo Mota, or was it Santiago Casilla? Are you talking about the three World Series? Yeah, three, World, you had three different closers. It was Casilla. Yeah, you had you had three different closers also on top of that. And right now, the closer position for the Giants is sort of in Duval. Is it Dan. Duval? But Jake McGee. Yeah. I mean, I mean, listen, right. no, J- Jake if, McGee, if it's a one-run game, are you comfortable again rolling Duval out? I say I say you keep rolling him out there right. until he proves he ain't that guy. But you give him every opportunity he, he to be that guy. Last night. <laughs> <All> <laughs> right. A few more. He's a kid. He's he's adjusting, man. But because he's got the stuff, does he have the mentality? Let's get into the Golden State Warriors next. The Warriors. Who do you want them in the first round? Do you want them to see them take on Utah? Do you want to see them take on Denver? We discuss. Shamari Block, Dana Bone here on ninety five seven. The game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 